Hi there, it's Cindy Novotny and welcome to my podcast, My Secrets to Stamina. So if you've been following along, I'm going to continue to have some fun with this. But if you're brand new, you're going to know that I'm going to talk about balance, who defines balance. And I am also going to share with you how to live the life that you actually want. You know, I am first and foremost a radical mentor. That name was given to me long ago. I'm the one that's going to help you look at how to live without that balance, but have the stamina to do it all. I'm the one that's going to help you feel good about enjoying the person you are so you can achieve success now. So I hope you are ready for a great journey. So today, my guest, who's also my friend, is Philip Van Nostrand. He is really become, during COVID actually, uh, even a better friend because I spent time speaking with him and talking to him. And uh, when things were at the beginning, really kind of like rough, it would be just like, let's just have a call and chat. And I so appreciated that. But let me tell you a little bit about Philip. Philip is based in New York City with a strong background in weddings, commercial and lifestyle projects. The thing about Philip is he is so multidimensional in all the different things that he does, I believe. He's an expert in capturing bright, great lifestyle imagery. He travels abroad. Well, again, he was doing that a lot before COVID once a year and has photographed 40 uh, plus some countries, which is pretty much amazing. He's been published in the New York Times, Style Me Pretty, Dwell Magazine, Fortune.com, Bride, Vogue, Fast Company. I mean, I wish I had all these after my name. <laughs> Huntington Post, Forbes, Parade Magazine, The Knot in New York City, was a masterclass speaker at WPPI in 2016, 17, and 19. His clients are so impressive. Airbnb and, and Louboutin and Venmo and Condé Nast and so many more. You know, he works with people, making them feel and really look amazing. I mean, and I think the feel amazing is as important. At any event, he always, and I've watched him because I've been with him at many events, he is really priding himself on being part cheerleader, part therapist. And Philip, we'll get into that in a moment because I've yeah. been with you. You've had to be part therapist, part timekeeper, <laughs> part best photographer that you've ever seen part grandma charmer, which love that. And he keeps the energy really calm and confident all day. So why don't we go ahead and I'm going to talk a little bit about your lifestyle and how you are living this epic freelance life. I know you're writing a book about it, uh, heading to Morocco this year for your birthday, which is so cool. I know you also love to make money while you're traveling for fun. That's what I call mailbox money, just so you know. You travel oh, for free. I love, I love it, mailbox money. And you find ways to earn money while you're gone. So are you ready to join Philip and have a great time with me? Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> I, I'm so excited. So, all right, Philip, I know you live this extraordinary and epic freelance life. And I, I love that because that falls right in line with how I've lived with No Balance and love it. But mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your adventures and how you do stay so positive. Okay, okay. Well, thank you for all the intros. <laughs> I see you found my website and uh, did a little digging. So that, that's funny. Um, I like well, that. That's grandma. what we do, right? Yeah, <laughs> the grandma charmer is like my, uh, that's like my favorite description of what I do on a wedding day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, how do I stay so positive? Well, 
I, I think I was a little bit lucky and born with an optimistic gene. And um, I also, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I, I grew up very evangelical Christian. And, and I w- had a long time from like 10 years old to probably 28 or 30 just practicing gratitude in my church and, um, and like working with youth and being like really optimistic. Um, not always healthy, but, but I, I think back then I was able to really see, like, I think my church, the one biggest takeaway that I got from that time in my life was being able to see like the silver lining and the, the positive side of everything. Um, not, not necessarily like ignoring the darker side or the harder side of things, but just understanding that for everything that's difficult, there's also an equal, there's equal opportunities and learning opportunities and um, positive things going on in the world as well. So I constantly, yeah, go ahead. I love that because, you know, I, I believe in, in regardless of, you know, what you follow now, what you do now. And Mm -hmm. I mean, because I, I grew up, you know, very Christian as well, but I will tell you that that foundation does sometimes, I mean, I know it can go either way, but I think it does give us the ability to look at things where there is, there is future and there is hope and there's positivity and it does come across in who you are because I never, and honestly, I see a lot of people down. I see a lot of photographers get spun up. I see a lot of the creative world from designers to, you know, florists to planners and you see it too. They get spun up and And even though you probably do inside as things might not be going exactly the way you want it, I think that you and I are similar in that because we're not faking our positivity. It's actually who we are. And I see that with you, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm really, um, I'll say this now, you know, I've I've spent, I think most of my twenties and and thirties now um, really crafting a life around how I want to be living. And so there's not many things that I end up doing in a day that I don't want to be doing. So I I say, do you know what I mean? Like every hour is, is shaped around my desires and wants and, and what I want for myself and my business and not really like anybody else's. So I like to say, some people don't like this, but I say I'm living life on my own terms. And, and I, that also keeps me really positive. And that that's what my next question was going to be is your secret to this life philosophy and having a memorable life. I mean, expand a little bit on living yeah. life at your own terms. Cause I think that could sound to some people like, Oh, well that's kind of cocky. And that's like, who gets to do that? But again, if you take control of your destiny, you get to do that. So tell us about that. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think, um, it has to do for me, my life philosophy is really like pursuing my greater values, which are freedom and relationships and connections. And so since freedom is at the top, like I, I've always, I, I never really wanted to work with someone else because that would be the opposite of freedom. Um, I I never really wanted to have like kids because that, that would kind of take away from all of that. So I, I think I've crafted this life for myself that is really honoring that top value of freedom for me, which means... Um, yeah, not really planning meetings before 10 a.m. if I can help it because I enjoy sleeping in a little bit or, you know, all, all of that kind of stuff. I love and, that. And, I yeah. love it. 
for no, practicing, but, like mean, raising my prices more so that I have, I, I can work less and earn more, all of that kind of stuff, just to, to continually give myself more freedom. I love it. I mean, and, and yeah. if you can, the, the whole idea of that is if you can carve out the life you want to lead and you can figure yeah. out how to do that, it's, it is, I think, what, what everyone's dream, we can call it the American dream, the global dream. That sure. to me is the dream you, you want to want to live, I think. Yeah. And so, can I add one more thing yeah, to that? Let me make a, a memorable. Whole bunch. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Cindy. Um, I want to say that a part of what, how I guarantee that I'm living a memorable life, I have a lot of built-in habits. And I think people who live epic freelance, freelance lives, like the people that I know who are truly living extraordinary lives, have like built-in um, routines into their life every year. And so one of my built-in habits is to travel to somewhere new every single year. And I've been doing that since 2003, like a new country in the world. And so even th- even in the pandemic last year, at the beginning of the year, I was lucky enough to get to Singapore and Kuala Lumpur, ended up in Dubai for Engage. And so um, even this year, I've never been to Greece, but it's on my it's it's on my list of places to go in November for a conference. So every year I'll be somewhere new in the world. And that's also what allows me to that. That's how I continue to live a memorable life is that I'm constantly I'm, I'm honoring my commitment to myself to continue to see the world in new ways and and explore more. And I think one of the, the best things about doing that is that your eyes get opened up, your heart, everything gets yeah. opened up to so many different things. And, and for me, because I'm just like that, hence why I was like running around and, and saying, I don't care what kind of vaccine, I just want it because I want to go <laughs> wherever they'll let me in, yep. right? Yep. And and I, I honestly, that's why I'm right, you know, finishing my second book on my secrets to stamina, because I continue to do this and people think I'm crazy. I think mm. when COVID hit, I think a lot of people thought, oh, she'll probably just, you know, shut down and she and Lefty can, you know, retire, wrap it up. And I'm like, retire. No, that's not happening. So yeah. let's move on to your book, because I know you're writing a book and tell me a little bit about the focus of your book. Sure. It's, um, it's been a long project for me, actually. But the book I'm writing is titled How to Live an Epic Freelance Life. And, and in a nutshell, it's basically you know, a letter or an homage to any of my mentees in my life that I've had conversations with about this kind of stuff. Um, it's like perspective, having a five-year perspective if you're starting out as an entrepreneur or freelancer and, and just playing like the long game. Um, talking about the language that I use in my life. I never say should or need or need to. Um, I talk about leveling up and and sort of how I came from really sleeping in a garage on a futon as a as a seventh and eighth grade math teacher in Santa Barbara to moving to New York and then in a four bedroom apartment in Brooklyn and then moving into my own place in Manhattan and then building you know a six multiple six figure photo business, uh, all of that kind of stuff. So so the book is really. It's that it's really for people who want to live life on their own terms, but also make good money while doing it. You know, I still look at you and think math teacher. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that, I, I worked with youth. Most of my life before photography was all youth oriented. So I was a camp counselor, a teacher, a tutor, a mentor, a youth pastor. I was a lot of uh, different things that involved working with youth. So, so teacher was like work, right in there. You still do work with youth. 
Um, I have a mentee right now who's 19, who's a photographer in New York that I, I work with, um, but I'm not working with high school kids directly right now. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I think people like you, I think, you know, not that I'm trying to add one more thing to your epic life, of, sure. <laughs> but I think that there's a real need for people. I'm doing a lot of speaking in high schools and oh, cool. I speak, I speak on, you know, becoming a, a business owner, or owning a restaurant or owning your business. But I think that someone like you who actually did teach high school, I think that our, our, our academia world has kind of maybe lost its, its plot a little bit with everything going on. And I mm-hmm. think, I think what high school kids miss is that they don't have that kind of person speaking to them that actually, I mean, you were a teacher. The difference is I wasn't a teacher. So you were a teacher and yet you learned how to build a business. So, you know, when you have a free, you know, afternoon, you can just volunteer at a a high school or something. I think it'd be great. Um, So let's talk. So you're going, you have, you never, have you been to Morocco before? So I, I actually, oh, I have another rule for myself, by the way, to live a memorable life. Besides going to a new country every year, um, about six years ago, I started going to a new place every year for my birthday, like mm-hmm. uh, usually alone, actually. And it doesn't have to be a new place in the world. Like one year I went to Savannah because I'd never been there or Nashville or um, Newport, Rhode Island. But but this year, so I have been to New Orleans and I'd been there for just four days when I studied abroad in Spain about uh, in 2005. Um, I wasn't a photographer and it was a very quick trip and I always vowed to go back, especially once I started taking pictures more. And so this year I'm going, I I will be spending a part of my birthday in a new place, which is Casablanca. That's where, that's where the plane lands. And um, so I'll be in somewhere new in the world, even though I've been to uh, Morocco as the country before. I just haven't been to Casablanca. I'm renting a car. I've got two best friends who are meeting me out there and we're just going to ride for 10 days in Morocco and, and explore kind of some lesser known cities is my goal. You know, you're, this is where I bet I'm very adventurous, but I'm on a whole yeah. different level. Like I love Morocco, but I'm yeah. picturing myself in a rent-a-car. Okay. Like, wow. <laughs> you know, as it was you go so, through the, so, the camel you know, was, No, exactly. I was originally going to do buses around and then I looked, I just checked to see and it's only like $13 a day to rent a car. So I figured it would just be easier to have a car and have our stuff and and do it that way. We'll see. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a great way to go. It's just, you've got to really have that stamina to be able to go. Uh, Which way do I go now? Okay. That that's great. Now, one thing back up. So you're, ha- you're going with a couple friends, but you said you do sometimes go by yourself. I mean, I usually, yeah, usually on my birthday, I like to travel alone. It's a, I don't know, there's something, I actually really don't enjoy traveling with many people. <laughs> so, so this one will be a stretch. I'm sure there'll be like some maybe stressful moments on this trip to Morocco, but, but this is also my 40th birthday this year. So I figured I should probably like bring my, my closest buddies in on this one. Yeah. And I'm sure they, I'm sure they get you. So I bet they're, yeah, we all, we all travel very, very similar. So yeah, I agree though. There are times, you know, when, when we were first married and, you know, you try to be with all the couples and try to do the little, let's all go together. I mean, I would last about two days with that and go, (laughs) yeah, this is annoying the daylights out of me. So so, I know, I think you and I travel at a slightly different pace than others. So I know. We're like, wow. You know, I used to call it monuments by midnight. Let's just get on with it. Let's keep going. Why do we have to sit here for four days? Let's go to another spot. (laughs) I get it. You're so So, funny. 
I love it. Now, I I like you mix my work and travel, you know, mm-hmm. and my work has allowed me to be able to travel and I'm getting paid to go do that. People always say to me, oh my gosh, I mean, you're, you're so lucky. And I mean, do you get to stay in these gorgeous hotels? And I'll say, yeah, but I'm working there. So mm-hmm. although at night, you know, we have our fun, that's why I've always called it Monuments by Midnight, because I work all day and then yeah. I see the whole kind of destination. And you've done that, but a little bit differently because you've kind of learned you're obviously you travel uh, when you're doing photography and that sort of thing and getting paid, but I'd love to hear your tips on how you actually are, are traveling and earning money at the same time. Yeah, I I have um, three different ways that I do that actually. And sometimes they all, all three work at the same time and I'm like really making money and I'm traveling for free. But uh, one way is I actually Airbnb my apartment in New York whenever I travel. So I can do, it's not much, 150 bucks a night, $200 a night in a good year. Um, and so if I was able to Airbnb my apartment and while I'm traveling to Morocco, I will potentially earn... I'll I'll earn the entire trip if I can rent my apartment for even like 150 bucks a night for 10 days. Um, The entire, entire, entire trip will be paid for. That's one way. The other way that I earn money while traveling is I do have um, some photographers that work beneath me that I subcontract uh, that, that I really trust and can do some jobs for me that are like simple, simple event jobs or maybe like wedding decor jobs. And even this Saturday, I'm shooting a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah, but uh, Someone asked me to shoot decor for a wedding in New Jersey. I couldn't do it, but I said yes to the job. And I'm sending out my good guy, Michael Mowry, to take care of it for me. I'll earn a couple hundred bucks while I'm also earning more money at the, at the mitzvah. So that's, that's way too, is subcontracting and having people shoot uh, while I'm traveling. And the third way would be actually booking gigs like while I'm, while I'm abroad. And I've even done it in America sometimes when I'll if I'm visiting friends in another country or I'm sorry, another state, I'll just ask them if they have any friends who need headshots or portrait sessions, whatever I can do to try to, um, I don't know, there's a very scrappy version of Phil here that I'm revealing, but basically like if okay. I can, if I can negate the cost of the flight, then I'm winning. I never want to be spending money that I'm not earning back. You're so smart yeah. and scrappy. That's like my middle name, by the way. Yeah. Throughout all of COVID, <laughs> I talked about being scrappy. I think you might oh, have good. heard me on it. Yeah, I am all about, I will, you know, chase down the semi-truck to find out what company they're hauling material for so I can make a sales call. Scrappy is what allows- <laughs> That's so funny. I true, love it. <laughs> yeah, it really allows a true uh, entrepreneur to be successful. And, and that also, what I love most about this is that you're not spending money you don't have. You're not going into debt to see this world you're what you're doing is you figured out ways and some of us you know i'm sitting here as you know somebody thinking oh my gosh okay so they you you've never had any problem with your your apartment or anybody renting no no yeah i think you can do it too Uh, yeah yeah, i think we all can do it we just have to get out of our own head like oh my gosh because i think airbnb vets out these people anyway so that's great Uh, i totally don't i I don't accept anybody that does it well first of all everybody has to register through paypal their government id and and their whole name and stuff but secondly airbnb has a million dollar liability coverage if there's damages or or issues with the house and third i don't accept any um inquiries that have zero reviews or like new profiles so yeah it's always people who have like who have done it before and have like a couple positive reviews at the least 
Yeah, yeah. perfect. It's a win-win uh, for everybody. Oh, I, I will say, I mean, you know, in 2019, I earned $18,000 in Airbnb. And, and I think my rent was supposed to be, hold on. So I earned $18,000 and my rent would, would have been um, times, let's see, times 12. He's math teacher. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Well, this is always interesting to me, you know? This is so my, my, my rent was 29000 in 2019 and I, and I took off $18,000 in Airbnb because I was traveling. So I rented it up only being 11,000 bucks that year, which is crazy to live in Manhattan. Exactly. Um, and where everybody yeah. it, it, it's, and that's so smart. Now yeah. with, your, with your travel, because I, uh, I always share a lot of my tips about living on the road and life on the road. And there's certain things that I have as non-negotiables and that sort of thing. But what are some of your secret travel tips to stay kind of stress-free? Oh, well, I don't know about stress-free, but I'll, I'll say, well, Oh gosh, this is more like a philosophy about um, the world is that, and I think you know this very well, probably. Uh, strangers are very kind wherever you go. If you have T-Mobile, you get free data every, almost any country in the world. Like I land in Dubai and I get a text from T-Mobile that says, welcome to Dubai. You have like two gigabyte uh, or, or to, what is it? 2G service or whatever. So I can text and I can use Google Maps and stuff for free anywhere. That's a T-Mobile tip. Um, and then also, yeah, because everyone is so nice, like it's very rare that that you're going to land in a country and be and feel like dangerous. If you need help, there's so many people willing to help you. Um, most countries speak English. Um, and another tip that I use, this isn't necessarily to like keep things stress-free, but I will say like another scrappy travel tip is I, you, I'm subscribed to Scott's cheap flights and that cost me, I think two or $3 a month. And they send me, um, flight deals every single day. Anytime a flights are like half price or, um, like a super deal. So my trip to Morocco actually was, was purchased on a Scott's cheap flight deal. And I, I'm going round trip to Morocco for $430. Wow. I went to San yeah. Francisco for five hundred dollars yeah. this week. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I, I yeah. could have been having Moroccan. I could have been having great massages, great tea, and great food. Exactly. Wow. So, so I, I love that. So, I actually, you know, I have a few places. I, I know where I need to be throughout the year, and if I ever see a deal come in on Scott's Cheap's flights, I just okay. That's this is the hour that I'm buying it. And the Morocco one was actually like a mistake fare. So every once in a while, these these airlines accidentally send out a fare that they aren't supposed to. And this one was like, yeah, it was normally $800. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it was I great. I love that so, even better. See, now yeah. my, my travel tips are so different. You know, mine Yeah, are like, I'm, I'm curious I, about yours. Yours is probably a little more luxury mine, oriented. Well, they're, they're not really that luxury because, you know, I mean, I have to fly coach and, and use miles and upgrade and stuff. I mean, there are oh, sure. some international flights, you know, it is business. But, I mean, mine's all about my eye creams, my pashmina. I wrap <laughs> up. See, like, that that always, is luxury oriented I, to I, me. That's funny. I always pack, like, so much food, like, little, I like, bite before the flight. I'm always scared That's to nice. death. It's not going to have what I want. And then, you know, one of the things I do is when I get to a hotel, no matter if it's one night or two night or three night, yeah. I completely unpack my suitcase. People think I'm absolutely crazy, but mm. I cannot stand to have that suitcase on the floor. So I pull everything out. I hang it up because there are times I'm only there one night, but I get in, let's say at three o'clock, my clothes will get wrinkled. I hang them up. 
And then I work that one day and then maybe I leave the next day. And I just, mm-hmm. it gives me a feeling like I'm home or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know that. Feel. That's really nice. I think that's a good tip. I haven't done that very much, but I totally get it. Yeah, I know. Oh, I have one more for you. Oh, good. Um, this, and you probably use this too, maybe, but, um, if you, you, if you have a chase Sapphire reserve credit card, it comes, it has a ton of bonuses. And I, and I know like a lot of the Amex cards have these kind of bonuses as well, but the chase Sapphire reserve card, I think still has this bonus. It, it gives you access to priority pass, which, which gives you access in to lounges all over the world. So almost any major airport will have like a a lounge that you can only get into if you're a member or if you have priority pass. So, right. so I, and, and priority pass is normally really expensive on its own. So having this credit card, like totally makes it worth it. But these yeah. lounges have like free showers, free food usually. Um, and just like real quiet and easy internet and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that, that's I, like my, my American Express food. does that for us too. And the yeah. thing is because it does matter. I mean, it's mostly all international for all of those in big ways, but you can still use it in the States. But the one thing I find that that's really helpful is when you're in some of these more random kind of cities that their airport isn't, doesn't have a United club or doesn't have a Delta, you know, or even Emirates or any of them. So it's, it is really good for that. And I find that sometimes their food and is very local, which I like. So that's, Oh yeah. Yeah, I had that in. Uh, I'm trying to think. In, actually, in Morocco, I got access to a lounge once, and and uh, oh, I had a layover in Morocco. That's what it was, and I got to like use the lounge just to eat a little bit. But yeah, yeah you're right. It was very local food. <laughs> exactly. And then now, New York City. So I mean, New York has been, always been one of my favorite spots to visit. Mm-hmm. I think this last year, I mean, the, you know, New York, like California, but really New York City, Manhattan, has gotten so much bad rap. Things aren't open. What's going on? I mean, what yeah. are some? I think it's one of the best cities in the world. And what are some of your best kept secrets about your city? Yeah, um, you're right. It has gotten a bad rap in uh, the past year, but I think. I think what a lot of people don't realize is that New York has been alive and well for at least six months now, even since like last summer. Um, They made it really easy to do outdoor dining. I think it's like $50 and like a very simple form. So every single restaurant in my neighborhood is building out these like amazing outdoor dining platforms, like literally with plants and, and like heating lamps and all this stuff. So, so the secret is, if you ever wanted to visit New York, it would, the best time would be literally right now. The weather's amazing. You can go into any um, museum. So I was in the Met Museum a couple of weeks ago and it was, it's only 25% occupancy, which basically means you have the museum to yourself. Uh, there's all the indie theaters are open so you can go to movies and stuff. Um, there's no pandemic, like, like no one's dying on the streets or anything. It's really just like a good feeling city right now. And they actually announced, I mean, this is like very, very new yesterday. Pretty much the entire city is going to be completely open by June 1st, I think. So oh, good. very yeah, soon. It's like hundred percent. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're going to experience like normal New York then. But, um, but I, I want to say, because new, normally when people visit, Oh, here's the real secret. 
if you're thinking about visiting visiting New York, I think a lot of people imagine they want to come in the summertime or maybe like Thanksgiving or Christmas when it's all like decorated. But those are really like the worst times to come visit. Summer is extremely hot and there's and 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 uh winter is like so many tourists. If you've ever been here in December, you know how like insane it gets. Right. But the best times to visit New York, I would say, are either May or um really September and October. You I get agree. a lot of turning leaves. Uh, the plane flights are cheaper. Hotels should be cheaper. Uh, it's a little bit quieter. You get slightly more local experience and it's just a really beautiful time to visit. So that's my New York secret. Yeah. And thinking of that, you know, the, the whole lifestyle design kind of area you're, you're in, what, tell me a little bit about that in your arena, inspiring you and your travels, like a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I think so. My philosophy around lifestyle design is this: I, I talk to so many people, I think, who who think you know they want to travel, you know, abroad or like do all these cool things, and they think they need to earn a lot of money to do it. So they get into a job that they don't enjoy, and they earn a lot of money, and they have like very little freedom, and maybe a couple of weeks a year they get to do the stuff, and they have money and maybe a little status, but not much else. For me, it's the opposite. I think I don't think you need a lot of money to live the life of a millionaire. Um, and that is a quote from either Tim Ferriss or uh, Ramit Sethi, who wrote, I will teach you to be rich. There's so many different hacks that you can do, like having these credit cards and going into lounges and upgrading your flights and, you know, traveling to Morocco for under $500. I, all of this stuff is possible for not that much money. So I think it's important to understand really what is what is it that you want in the world and then pursue a life that gives you that directly not indirectly does that make right. sense no it makes total yeah. sense and that thinking of that as i start to wrap this up with you which i yeah. could go on i mean we have we did do this for like an hour you and i just on a friendship little yeah time. yeah yeah exactly um, that was a great conversation <laughs> it was so fun we should have just recorded that but i don't know maybe we might have talked about <laughs> things i'm not sure but as you know as a photographer i mean i do have a ton of stamina as a speaker a trainer sure. i'm on my feet all day i i speak all day but i i have my own secret i do have to get sleep now i mean i'm clearly mm -hmm. you know just a little older than you but what <laughs> you have like how do you keep your stamina going yeah, that's a good question too. Um, yeah, I, I did I did three shoots this past weekend and I also did three shoots the previous weekend and then a couple in between. So I, I've been shooting a lot lately. Um, and and even this Saturday, I'll have like a eight hour day or 10 hour day or whatever with this family and these kids. Um, I think a part of it is finding, well, one, I, I've I've got some good support. Like I've been training this this mentee of mine to edit for me a little bit, and there's tons of editing services out there. But I I love being in, being able to offload stuff that is just sort of like sucks time and energy for me. So if I can show up on the day and do a great job and take pictures in my way, and and then and then overnight send send the photos to this guy to select and and kind of edit for me, and I get to do like the final look over, then I'm winning. Uh, I, that's worth it, whatever I pay him to, to be able to offload some of that stress. And, and a part of, uh, one of my new rules lately that I've been enjoying is to have all my electronics off by midnight. Oh, and every, every day that I used to stay up to like one or two or three in the morning and it was not very healthy, but, um, I'll just be tired often. But now every time I shut off everything at midnight, I, um, I literally will be asleep within like 15 minutes. And so I'm guaranteed 
seven to eight hours of sleep every day, which is great. Um, besides that, oh, I will say this, this is a part of the lifestyle design thing. You know, I, I am, I, I chose a career or I, I gravitated towards something that really suited my personality. And my personality is, is like part ADD and part, um, an extreme extrovert, you know? So I'm, I'm like very, very extroverted. I'm, I'm very sort of ADD and interested in a lot of different things. And so on a day like Saturday when I'm shooting this mitzvah, it's going to be great. I'm going to be meeting new people. I get to smile. I get energy from people. I'm going to, um, you know, take pictures and solve problems and think about things. And it's just going to activate like all parts of my mind and personality. And that to me is never draining. It's always exciting. And that gives me life. If I was just doing taxes all day, it would be exhausting. I literally would die, um, even though that's like no physical activity at all. So for me, again, choosing a lifestyle that suits my personality and what I love um, really just feeds me and gives me life. And it doesn't do the opposite. See, that's, yeah, you and I are from the same, same yeah. cloth on that because I get more drained when I'm not, if I just have to sit in an office all day. And I love Same. that, that being out there. I mean, it does, you, you, you have to get the sleep though. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, of course. So Philip, how can people get in touch with you? So let, uh, let all of our listeners know how they can get in touch with you. Sure. Um, I'm basically everywhere at Philip VN. That's Philip with two L's, V as in Victor, N as in Nancy. That's my Instagram. That's my TikTok. That's my clubhouse name. Um, my website is there. So yeah. And I have my I have my phone number on all of those apps as well. So you can always text me anytime. I love talking to people about this kind of stuff. And and I have actually my own um, podcast that I'm working on called How to Live an Epic Freelance Life. So I'm looking for good, good interviewees, you know, who, who really resonate with this stuff, who are kind of living life on their own terms. I love talking to people about this thing as well. Oh, yeah, so. there's surely, you know, after we put this out there and tag you, there should be a lot of good, good news sources for you. Yeah. So I am, thank you so much for joining. I'm very excited, everyone, to have you join me on my next episode as I talk with Jack Ezon of Embark Beyond. They are global luxury experts in bespoke travel. I've been working with Jack for many years doing sales training and helping him with his vision and, uh, you know, kind of directing, you know, his, his way when he started the company. But there's so much more than a travel agency. Embark Beyond is a luxury travel advising group dedicated to creating thoughtfully designed experiences. I think the, the big point here is uh, when COVID hit, Jack and I talked almost daily for a while, and we still talk at least once or twice a week. And he was the person that continued to push me to not think about just staying in my own lane. And I helped him think about how to do all these things at people's homes and, and coming up with ideas. We, we brainstormed with this team about how to do educate kids on, you know, listening to a chef from Milan, you know, teach you how to cook something. So I will love having everyone join us uh, for our next episode. We're going to talk a lot about the power of partnership and how that partnership model with Jack's, uh, you know, agency works, I think, better than anything. So with that, thank you very much. And we will see you next time.